Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Alrighty, episode 35, Talking Hockey Podcast. Usual four guys here. And we're talking. <laughs> what? Martin, what was that? Martin. <laughs> uh, it's just funny. Martin interrupted <laughs> me. Not my fault this time, everybody. No, that's not your fault. Martin, uh, I hope, even though your camera is the wrong way, yeah. I hope your mic yeah, is. Yeah, can you the fix right your way. camera? It's really. Everyone's the right way, and then there's you. I don't know what's more distracting, you sideways or Eric without a shirt. Hey, I have a shirt on this time. Be happy. That's good. Audience, gentlemen, ladies, I'm sorry. Eric has a shirt on. (laughs) No pics. Did anyone anyone send you uh, nut shots? There was one person, but it was from a a burner burner account thing. Did did you? I did not. Did you enjoy it? No, I, I deleted it right away. I was just like, "Oh, that's so disturbing." Bro, thank and you. And then I posted a question. I posted a question thing on our story, and there was like four questions in there asking, "Like, did anyone actually send you like, dick pics?" And I was like, "Uh, I don't want to put attention to this yes. because then more people will." Dude, that's great. I love man. Our audience. They go, they go off. I love it. I wonder if it is. They're dedicated fans. I wonder if it is like our audience, or it was like people told other people, and then those people did it. Like I don't, I don't know. If someone made a burner account, it's probably a follower. It's probably yeah, a follower. I think so. It was me. Someone that's in your DMs all the time. Probably it's one probably of those. Or Robert. 
Eric, uh, Eric disconnected here for a bit. I see. There he's he's back. Eric, I think your Wi-Fi is probably a bit someone you know. Eric, right it, like Martin was one of your friends. I hope it wasn't no. someone I know. <laughs> that would be really <laughs> that'd be really disturbing. Was it not a nice package or what? I I it was probably very looked away right away when I saw that <laughs> it, what it was. Wow. Um. All right. And Ty, what are we talking about today? Wow, wow, wow! Eric is, is lagging like a yeah. like a motherfucker, like a, just really bad. Um, Ty, Eric, are you okay? Continue. Oh, it's, it's back to me. Um, we're going over everyone's friend Mitchell Miller, and Eric made a list. Not friend of the show. Not friend of the show. Not I'm friend sorry. of the show. And also the top. Eric made a list of the top uh, players under twenty three because that got a lot of hype on his Instagram. And he's going to milk the content even more. Yeah. <laughs> Eric loves milking content that's not his. <laughs> yes. It's up to you. Eric, if you're talking, this no list is Eric. his. It, he might not be able to present Eric. it because he can't figure out how to work. <laughs> yeah, he can't microphone. figure out technology right now. <laughs> I don't think Eric knows. Okay, that we, we can talk about Mitchell Mi- Miller. Yeah, we'll talk about Mitchell without Eric. That's um, fine. He... Seems like a disgusting human being. Go ahead, um, Martin. The f- the fact that he did it to a mentally disabled kid in the first place is just gross. How long it lasted is disgusting. Um, nothing less than. I think he should have probably got more criminal charges laid against him, despite the fact that he was a minor, and. The magistrate said he didn't show any remorse. He still has never apologized, which is insane um, to say that he has redeemed himself or anything that anybody that does. The fact that he hasn't apologized to the kid is fucking mental. Like, that's actually insane. And he doesn't deserve a second chance at this point. (laughs) In my opinion. Well, it, it seems like this was more than a, a second chance, which is why, like, if if the magistrate is still oh, saying yeah. like, you're not apologetic, like, his second chance wasn't when he got drafted. That was, mm-hmm. that seems like his 100th chance. Yes. <laughs> which is which is the main problem. Everyone's like, oh, he's just a kid, second chance. I, I mean, once you're in juvie, I think you've had, like, 10 chances by the, time you get, <laughs> by the time you get there. And then you're there for a long time, and you still get more chances like that that's way more than a second chance yeah yeah it's like i i think it's insane and that arizona was trying to defend it boy boycott it from the league arizona is trying to defend it people are trying to defend it you know everywhere Mm -hmm. imagine if he didn't play hockey yeah (laughs) yeah right like i mean probably he's got wealthier parents right of course <laughs> and I think that just we, we've all talked about I that. think that just shows that there is a completely different right like um there's completely different punishments depending on that sort of stuff right like if you or I did that we're not getting a job anywhere let alone being you know a possibility of playing in the the, the best professional sports hockey league in the world right yeah mm-hmm. I mean Me. Like I, I, you don't want to write the kid off for his entire life. But with that being said, he didn't seem to be rid off 
wrote, written off at all. And I don't, I, how could you at one point say, yeah, we as an organization are supporting racism and inequality and diversity in the sport and then draft a guy who is the complete opposite of everything you stand for, let alone with like the first pick of this draft because you lost the three because of another tampering incident where you mismanaged everything and your assets. Like you, you could have maybe picked a a guy who was never going to make the team and what was an all-star human. I don't know. But no, I, I I think the kid is scum. He hasn't apologized. I, any apology now is just, Covering so, tracks. So it's bad that Arizona so, drafted him, but apparently I read that there was only about ten to fifteen teams in the NHL that had him on the do not draft list. So basically hmm. at least minimum half the league so up get to, drafted. Up to twenty teams were willing to draft him. According to like the scouts that I've seen on Twitter and stuff who seem pretty reliable. The shitty thing is he looks he looks pretty good too, so yeah, like at yeah. hockey, at least not at being well, a human. People had him ranked in the second round before they figured out he was a piece of trash human being. So that, mm. so Arizona technically, I guess, guess got value on their pick, but <laughs> in like the shittiest way possible. Which is probably why they made it. Yeah, because it was their first pick in the draft, yeah. so they probably were like, "We need a player. We need a guy that has the highest chance of becoming a player," and he probably did, but. But if, mm-hmm. but it says a lot on the NHL that there were still another fifteen to twenty teams that were even willing to draft him in the first place, and then it says even more mm-hmm. about them about the NHL that the NHL hasn't commented on this at all. Like it's one thing that the that's pretty insane. yeah because the Coyotes at least like the CEO addressed it in an awful way like just just a complete disaster, but like the NHL hasn't said anything, and then you look across like the top media guys in the NHL. Most of those guys haven't really talked that much about it at all. Like, where's the cover of this on Sportsnet? Where's the cover coverage of it on TSN? Well, like, have you seen have you seen much from them? You'd think this would be a top the, story. The first and time, the first time, it. yeah. I'll I'll say that the the way I found the story was Elliot Friedman shared it on uh, Twitter. Yes, yes, I think he that's did, what gave he it did a lot share, of traction. He did share it, and then I I did see guys like James Duthie comment on it saying terrible or something like that. But Sportsnet's coverage on like TV, for example, I haven't seen them talk. I saw them had do like a thirty second to one minute segment on it, and then TSN. I don't. I think again, same thing, probably thirty seconds to a minute. But you'd think. I, I think it's tough. I don't. Because okay, yeah, sorry. Because he well, he's still an eighteen year old kid. Like I, I get that he should have shown remorse by now, and like he, he's definitely not remorseful for it and that probably won't change his entire life despite him being younger frontal lobe not developed <laughs> fully um you mean a sociopath like who in, his life, who in his life he means a sociopath isn't telling them to apologize like his parents aren't telling them yeah that that's like, the, what the that's fuck? the more troubling Where? part i think it's like the people yeah. around him are Holy such a disaster God. too like how it Look, the mom of the victim has come out and said he hasn't apologized to him. And the mom has come out and said he was even bullying him two years ago, which is after he was he had already gone to court for the whole disaster. And so 
like who are his parents where they haven't stepped in and be like, no, you have to go apologize. Where are like his, I don't know, friends maybe, or maybe even the organizations themselves that drafted him, like whoever the, who was the head of his junior team, how did they, they not get involved? How did his university that's that has him right now in their program, how did they not get involved? Like it's literally a mess everywhere around this kid basically it's not just him everyone avoids problems that's why they don't address it it's easier to not address things and and forget the situation like if you look at the whole uh what um steve sullivan no what's his name what's what's the guy who was oh sullivan Sullivan. like patrick o'sullivan like his entire life it was ignored because he was good yeah. at hockey if you're good at hockey things get ignored like that is the definite if you want to know what privilege is that's what privilege is in, in, in like in like a glass mm-hmm. um uh-huh. and you know I, I think it's deplorable what he did i don't think he should be in the league at the same time i don't want to write this kid off his entire life but I mean, like, bro, what exactly. Are you doing? But that's what like, I'm saying. Like, no, I don't think most people. I don't think are making the argument that he should never have a chance to play in the NHL for the rest of his life. It's that he needs to redeem himself first in the appropriate way to have a chance to even do that. And that's where, and I think it's like yeah. I think a lot of people are really mad at the kid, and that's one thing. But he's also a kid. I think it's even more. I think it's even a more useful, like way to look at I think a more useful way to look at it is being mad at the entire system around him that's allowed it to be this bad for this long right like the school the school yeah, I, I do think it's like partly he's a fucked up person no no, no. it definitely oh, is yeah. but it's also the system around him like how did the school <laughs> let like, it when I was a... for from grade two yeah. to grade eight or grade eight or grade nine whatever it is the school let him torment that kid then two years ago, he was still tormenting the kid. Then his jun- the kid's junior team didn't do anything about it, even after he went to court. And the parents haven't done anything about it. The school system, this high, his high school clearly didn't do anything about it. His uh, And then now the university that he's going to didn't do anything about it. And Arizona hasn't done anything about it. So it's just like all these different organizations run by all these adults who you'd think they know what they're doing or at least would hope to do the right thing. Nobody did the right thing at any step along the way, right? One of my favorite parts is that he sent apology letters to every NHL team. And it's like, you didn't send a fucking apology to your victim. Yep. <laughs> that's like, what the <laughs> exactly. fuck? Exactly. And that's why the mother was so yeah. pissed because she's like, of course he's going to send it to the NHL teams because he wants to get like, that's super easy. It's so easy. I would, like, in a second, anyone <laughs> yeah. with, a, with a, any sort of intelligence would do that. <laughs> it takes some type hey, of. Hey, Eric, I apologize for calling Ty an incel. <laughs> oh, that's really easy to do. I can't, uh, Ty, I don't want to apologize to you. For it's this. okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll ignore the part where you said, "Hey, Eric." I'll just you know, I'll just take it. You'll fill in the two letters. Two of the letters are the same, so we're good. But uh, I think does anyone else have anything else to say about it? No, I think we're done yeah, with that kid. I, I think. I think, <laughs> but, but the NHL is so like posting about it all the time because I feel like we can't like just let it just disappear because like everything like there's going to be something else use your voice eric <laughs> there's going to be something else that comes up and everyone's going to forget about it in two weeks we know this is going to happen because there's two different things with it with the bullying it was both that he was a different race and he was mentally challenged yeah he's got he's I got think he was bullying him 
based on both things. Yes, and he was. Which is just and he definitely deplorable. Was. Exactly, he just I, it's awful everywhere. I think that uh, if you check out on Twitter, former Leafs goalie Ben Scrivens made a good thread he about did. what he was did. going on. So and, and his thoughts, and that's a good that's that was a good way to put it. I think. Here, here's another Basically, thing I want to finish with: What NHL players have come out and said anything about this situation? And I never expected any to because what are Coyotes players? Yeah, saying? no Coyotes players come out and say anything. No, any no player from any other team has come out and say and said anything that I've that I've seen on Twitter or Instagram or anywhere else. Like if this was the imagine something like this happened in the NBA, every single player would be tweeting about it, talking <laughs> about it. They'd be on talk shows, radio shows, on TV about it. But the NHL, not one mm-hmm. single player has anything to say about it Has I, broke I, I disagree i disagree with that frame you of disagree? mind all right why and now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors the wait is finally over football is back you might not be at the game this year but you can still be in on the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else you can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins division and championship futures all day every day head to bet online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses don't forget to use promo code Blue Wire at betonline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. And now we'll get back into the show. Well, I mean, like, they don't know the kid. They can't, like, if you're speaking up against him, like, it's much, like, this is one time where I say you don't, don't get involved. Don't put yourself in that mess if you don't have to. It's not your, you didn't draft the guy. You're not involved in any way. Don't throw yourself into it. Two, you know, rumors about Terrence Davis from the Raptors went around that he uh, assaulted his girlfriend last night or two nights ago or whatever. I haven't seen any basketball players speak up about that. But there's a difference between something being completely evident in the sense that like there's already been a court case on this there's a ton of evidence on this like that's so new where there there hasn't been a court there hasn't been a trial and everything this kid already got his trial this kid has already shown we have the evidence that he hasn't gone and apologized to his victim like the evidence is out there for that right like what you just talked about like that I i think that's new enough where Okay, we don't want to comment on anything until there's been a trial or at least, you know, we get some evidence out there. Like I haven't you know, like I think there's I think there's a slight difference there. Like this kid's already been convicted. 
I just don't think it's on the players to to get involved or. I agree with Lee. You know, if if any of them spoke up about it, man, do you know how many? Do you know what kind of no, PR no, no, fire that could bring if any of them spoke up and they hazed people in their OHL? But that's, WHL what, but that, but that's what I'm saying, though. That's part of the issue, right? That that is the core of the issue here. That is that they can't speak out about it for God knows how many reasons. It'll either you know something happened in their junior days that they did or some of their teammates did or they might face consequences for it they you know arizona they might be blacklisted from free agency when they go up or all that stuff right like they know consequences will come if they say something about it so they stay silent right because i guarantee you there's some there must be one player out there that's like looking at this like this is so fucked up and i want to say something but he won't because whatever i'm not blaming the nhl players individually all on their own it's not all, it's not entirely their fault but like i said it's a part of the entire system where this kid got went through all this time without nothing happening to him and now he's in the nhl and none, nobody's speaking out about it a lot of the top personalities aren't really talking about it that much like i'm seeing a lot of the smaller guys 10,000 20,000 40,000 50,000 followers those guys talking about it but how is like Elliot Friedman not talking about this at length in a huge full-on segment on the topic on Sportsnet primetime, like all that kind of stuff, right? Like there's, he's I not think on there's Sportsnet primetime anymore. What, whatever, it's whatever, it's the whatever it is. Dude. He's still, he's still, yeah, he still like shows up on Tim and Sid. He still shows up on all these different programs. Right. And I haven't, I haven't seen anything about it. Like Tim and Sid hasn't, has barely even talked about it. From what I've seen, I think the biggest the thing that made the story take off is his him tweeting about it. You know, Elliot Freeman one hundred percent started the conversation, one hundred percent because without him, nobody would have seen it. But people were talking about it long before he was too. Like there were already stories about it. I didn't know it was that bad. I just heard that he had bullied some kid. But uh, he the fact that there isn't more there isn't like more talk there isn't more talk about the whole situation in general. Like how is there not segments talking about the whole culture how is there more, not more segments talking about all the different issues of racism in hockey like you'd think that there'd be a wider conversation going on on the main networks that just isn't happening i mean at the same time like i just want to say what's the point of keep doing keeping on doing pr stuff if you're not going to change actually the culture of but the how sport? can you change like, the sport if you've you seen can't those... even find any coverage on, on the mainstream hey. right yeah martin hey. go i just want to say some of our followers are like younger maybe in high school and if you are a bullier you're despicable um but but if you're getting bullied just know that it gets better it, it's not you're, you're not uh oh martin that's really you're sweet. not hold to, <laughs> held to what the bulliers are saying about you so and i know we bully each other on this podcast but it's true <laughs> yeah it will get better. <laughs> I'm still waiting, but in the you know, real world, in in the real world, university, um, it's definitely a different place than high school. But if you're experiencing bullying, yeah, university is definitely different. I don't think there's anything near the same amount as high school. But, um, yeah. anyways, moving on now to the list. Unless you join a frat or something, <laughs> then it's a whole. Martin was a big frat boy. Ask him about his his stories. Ty, mute yourself. Ty, mute yourself on the Facebook. Sakes, Jesus. Buddy. Oh, that's where, where the, did that? How did that happen? From. I'm sorry. I was like, why am I hearing Ty twice right now? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, 
<laughs> I think I I, wow. ac- I accidentally yeah. pressed the button. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, let's move on. And now the top list, the 23 yeah, under, under to 20 under 23. Number one, start Mitch, off with Austin Mitchell Matthews. Miller. Okay, so I, I, I need to preface this. Number one's going to be uh, underpants Matthews. So, so how many are you doing, Eric? So I made a list of 30, but we're not going to go over all 30 because we don't have time, probably. So, mm-hmm. so I'll just list off probably the top 20, and then we'll see where we're at. But I want to preface this with saying this is not based on where they are right now because people in the comments didn't get that. It's based off of where you think they will end up at the end of their careers because that's how you should be ranking all these players. You can't rank. Yes, Ty? I wanted to say odds that Quentin Byfield is ahead of Lafreniere. Oh, you'll see. Um, (laughs) so, So again, based off of where I think they'll end up in their career, but it's also like... You have to also take into account like the chance of them entering the NHL. Like, there's some players here that I think have a little bit higher potential than others, but they're already in the NHL producing at a really high rate, so they might be a little higher. So, with that said, number one and number two, and honestly, I wouldn't mind if people switched these two around, but Austin Matthews and Elias Pedersen as one and two. I think that's a very fair um, one and two. Does anyone have any arguments about that before we continue? Yeah. I don't think that Pedersen can be ahead of Matthews at all, but really? alas, continue. Why do you think that? Because Matthews is the best five-on-five scorer <laughs> since he entered the league. Goal scorer, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think at the end of the careers, Matthews. That's that's. I think that's why I had him number one is because he's going to win more of the individual awards than I think Pedersen will because he's he's going to win some Rockets. He might win a heart. We don't know. It'll be it'll be hard. But Matthews he could win a heart. Could have won the rocket this year. He was one goal off from you know splitting it with Ovechkin. Yeah, exactly. So I pasta, think right? I, and I Patterson think, will have an understated, really good career. Yeah, and Matthews is in the bigger market too. He'll get more attention, more criticism. Mm-hmm. But and I think he'll put up more goals. And at the end of the day, that's kind of what people will value more than anything else. So that's why I had him number one and Pedersen number two. And number three, Ty's gonna love this. <laughs> Byfield. <laughs> Ty, I think that's Ty, tough. Ty, Ty just Ty lied down and say. is dead. <laughs> that is laid out. Absolutely, down Eric. That is an absolutely ridiculous take. It's not a. It is not a ridiculous take. Ridiculous. It is not a ridiculous take at all. I looked. I spent, I spent so long on this top four. And I'm thoroughly convinced Byfield could be the third best player out of that group. Oh my God. Ty just doesn't. I think, I think Ty just I doesn't like Byfield. Say. Like that. That's just the. I don't. The Listen, I don't. I think that he is a guy who was six foot four already, and just could skate around guys who are going to be playing third pairing in the university no. CIS league because next if you year. watch Byfield play he isn't even that physical of a player like he didn't dominate kids well, because not he even saying that. he went one-on-one against defenders in the OHL who aren't very good sure but that's every that's single all player. of the clips <laughs> that's, that's every exactly, but that's what all that's of the every clips single are. prospect <laughs> that goes into the NHL that's so like saying McDavid high... isn't good because he played shitty OHL defensemen no, not I, NHL you can just, Who cares? He's not. And in all the games where he was playing against top competition last mm-hmm. year, he okay. just wasn't standing out. 
and that no, is what he did stand out. And I said this he did before. Stand. You no, you watched the top prospects game alone, and you're basing that on that. No, and the World Juniors, the entire World Junior. Okay, tournament. so the jun- what, World Juniors where he was 17 years old against many 18 and 19 year old kids. So he was a yes. year or two younger than everyone. So is yes. Lafrey. I mean, like he's okay, but Lafrenier is Lafrenier is a year older. He's I think ten months older than Byfield is. Which which so? when you're a prospect at seventeen and eighteen makes a huge difference in your production. And then if you compare, okay, so if you compare Byfield to uh, other players that have put up similar point totals to him and adjust it for um, like uh, their previous season, so like higher scoring eras. His closest, his closest comparables are literally Malkin and Mario Lemieux. So I, I think like I think Byfield and no, I don't think he's going to be Lemieux, and I don't think uh, he's going to be five. Malkin. But I can easily see him being the third best player out of this under twenty three group. I, no. I think he can be top five. I'm not sure about three. So uh, okay, um, so I'll I'll say four and number five. Let's, let's go on to four. Okay, yeah, so I'll say four and five, and or and then we'll and then we can discuss that. So number four is Lafreniere. Mm-hmm. So uh, there there you go for tie, and the number five number five was hard. He's tied. He's he's right there along with three other guys for me, and it was uh, Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, and Sveshnikov. For five, six, so that that's five, five six, six, seven. But I could have those in any order. The fifth one was like, I couldn't, I, I spent so much time on like figuring out between those three guys for number five. And I can see an argument for all. So I want to, I want to go back to saying that Byfield is like, you know, a, a younger player in the draft class. Hugh, okay. So that's a, that's a big, there's a big difference when you're like, you know, still growing into your body and things like that and like gaining weight, sure. for example, that's definitely and growing in it that way. That's not going to be the case for him, though, right? Like he's already six foot three and, you know, 100 and whatever, 70, 80 pounds. It's different than a guy who's, you know, six foot one and, and you know, 150 pounds. Somewhat, but a lot of the development doesn't just come from growing into your body and stuff. It comes from just improving your skill set. And skill set and Byfield has the already has this skill set down he just needs to become more consistent he needs to figure out how to use his body a little bit better but he's already there like he's he's not as good as Lafreniere is right now but give him 10 months from now and do you think he'll be closer to where Lafreniere is right now I have no doubt about that and then when you think about the difference in value between a center and a winger right so if you're thinking about a Malkin versus a Kane I'd take Malkin almost any day of the week and I think I think a lot of people would agree with me there. Um, may, some people probably might would take him, but I think Malkin's a better player and he's the more valuable player, and that's why I have Byfield ahead. So, so what? So, who do you guys think would I be? Think there for be number five? I, I yeah, think Byfield can be three. I think Byfield can be three. Um, I like it. I got. Well, I convinced. It's always been said that like Byfield, Byfield could convince. Uh, could. Uh, conceivably have the better career than Lafreniere. And I actually believe that <clears throat> Lafreniere is really good. He'd be four. Yeah, I don't, and it's not an insult. I, I think, I think, too. I think uh, everything considered about the under 23s, I still think Darlene is five. I think he'll be the best defenseman 
of the under 23 no. guys. So so I can see that argument too. And that's why, okay, so I had five Quinn Hughes, six Kale Makar, seven Sveshnikov, and then eight Dalian. So I agree with you there. I think he can, he, I think he still has a, he has a road to run where guys like Quinn Hughes and Makar, they're put into good situations and good systems with good coaches. And they were allowed to play the kind mm-hmm. of games that they they should be playing. But Darlene just hasn't had that in Buffalo. It's been a complete disaster of an organization. Say what you want about Vancouver, but they aren't a mess of an organization. They just make some questionable moves, right? Travis Green is a good coach. They have good coaching. Yeah, they have good coaching. Travis sure. Green's a great coach. Um, he works with young players very well. And Darlene just hasn't had that. And he's younger than the and he's younger too, right? So when I think mm-hmm. when we factor exactly. those those two two things in i think there's a very strong argument to still have him at five i just took the more forced and the hype about him isn't gone yeah like he hasn't failed from being the first overall pick i mean he put up 50 points last season like he's too, still right like we can't forget exactly. that in buffalo like he's sick in buffalo. <laughs> i don't <laughs> think that you can't put him any higher just because of how much better svechnikov has been I think. Well, and but I think you also so That's again fair. with this list, part of it is the whole positional aspect of the game, right? Like, yeah. what's the difference between having a star defenseman versus having a star winger, right? Like, would you rather have Hedman or would you rather have Kane? I'd take Hedman almost any day of the week, to be honest. Uh, but but that but again, that's like people people will have differing opinions on that. The real question, though, like, why are you comparing Kane to Hedman when Kane's biggest best comparable is Nick Benino? Kanan is every time I I, I want someone to go back in our podcast and calculate how many times Ty has brought that up. Probably a hundred. It's probably every other podcast. No, I think anytime you bring up anytime you bring up Patrick Kane. Right now it doesn't matter because all these a lot of these guys aren't as effective as they used to be. Malkin isn't a top player in the league anymore. Kane isn't a top player in the league anymore. They're just not as good as they were in their primes. But Kane in his prime versus Hedman in his prime. I'd take a Hedman, and that's because you can put those guys in the cup finals and you can play them 28 minutes a night just dominates right i don't think darlene turns into headman because headman's an absolute horse like he's like okay, this entire but, playoff but run on one Hedman, angle does. where was headman when I think he was 19 does. years old where was headman when he was 19 or 20 years old darlene that's the thing darlene's 20 years old darlene's 20 years old like where he's was, sick go look at headman when he was 20 years old he was putting up 20 30 point seasons and the nhl just got there like darlene's ahead of where headman was at the time Already. It was also mm-hmm. different in 2008 because yeah, they didn't for just sure. throw I, young I, guys out there. 100%. 100% you're right. Fair. But if you just look at the progression, you look at the hype over Dalian, like you can't... And, and you can watch this kid play. He's still sick. He's just in a system in Buffalo that's a complete disaster. Doesn't have good... He has an awful partner. He has awful team. He has awful coaching. The, the, the mood around that locker room probably isn't great, if we're being honest. I don't even know about the development staff in Buffalo as well. Like, I th- they're a very good argument to have him five. I have him eight. But if someone were like, no, 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 Darlene five, like, I'd be like, okay, I respect that decision. That's so, fine. yeah, so I don't think that Darlene can be at five. I think that he has to be lower than that, and I put him closer in that 10, like around 10. Right? Okay, so, because, so let, we'll round so, out the top 10 first, and then, and okay. then we'll see what you say. Because, so number... So seven is Sveshnikov, eight Darlene, nine is Heiskinen, and ten is Jack Hughes. Okay. Um, so the reason why I don't have Darlene ahead of anybody else 
uh, any of the like I'd put them like around ten, right? So I think around eight is fine. But I think you can't put him ahead of Hughes because Hughes is playing with friggin' Tyler Myers all year, right? And yeah, sure. you know you can say what you want about well, he was playing with Chris Tanev. Tanev. And he's playing yeah. okay. Well, I, was he? Yeah, yeah. His main partner was Chris Tanev on the top. Okay. Pair. Well, regardless, you can't say that Vancouver was a better run team because like their bottom six was is absolute garbage. Okay, a hundred percent. But their forward group is better. And their coaching is better, which makes a huge difference, right? And obviously, they had a really great goaltender stopping pucks, which, especially for defensemen, kind of you know gives you a little bit more confidence and all that kind of stuff as well. And I think you can't put him ahead of Makar because Makar's just come in the league and killed it, right? And I think I made my Svechnikov argument there. The thing with the thing that uh, Quinn Hughes though at five, I want to go back to him though, is that in the playoffs against Vegas. Mm-hmm. He was getting absolutely overrun by the forecheck. He's a smaller defenseman, yeah. and they're a very hard forechecking team, and they targeted him, and he but, really struggled breaking the puck do, out. Do you and think, he makes how much of that do you think how much of that do you think came from the fact that he doesn't he didn't have a partner that was capable of being mobile and moving the puck? And how much of that did you think do you think comes from the fact that Vancouver literally didn't have any other defenseman? That was good at doing that job. So Vegas, yeah, exactly. Vegas's whole plan was just shut Quinn Hughes down because they didn't have anyone else, right? Yeah, no, and I know, and it just showed they played him really hard. They were finishing all their checks on him and say what you want about you know physical play, but that seemed to really affect his game that entire playoff series, and he wasn't as effective as he was the rest of the year. Kind so of really think, shut him you, down. So you're so you're thinking Makar over him because of yeah, that? yeah. That okay. that was kind of. So so the, I mean, re- so the reason I had Hughes above was because they performed at a similar rate this year, but Quinn Hughes is a year younger than Makar is. So you have to remember that as well. So one more year of development and and all that stuff. So I think I think that skews it a little bit more in Quinn Hughes' favor. Maybe you can argue that the size is going to hinder him a little bit more, but I just don't see I I just don't see size being a huge concern for Quinn Hughes once he strengthens up a little bit he's had all this time to rest in the offseason now so he's going to get a little he's going to come in the season stronger and not not to lay on the old boys club too much but how big are his legs going to be <laughs> i mean how big are like guys like jared spurgeon's legs right like they're still top defensive in the nhl despite he's five nine i think so he's the same yeah. size Listen, as quinn hughes I... and they're both Equally good skate. Uh, Spurgeon's probably still better, but he has time. I I would say that it's it actually is crazy the size of like some players' legs. So for example, um, I saw something on Twitter like a couple of years ago, and they showed a picture of Matt Barzell's lower body. Matt Barzell's like five ten, and then they and he has like ripped legs, and then Dylan Strom has little tiny little stick legs, and he's like six <laughs> foot two, six foot three, right? And you can it was see actually that crazy. in the skating. Yeah. It's body type, yeah, dude. It's crazy. Body type. Anyway, uh, I would put I'm, back to your other the rest of your list here. I would think I would put Heiskanen above Darlene if we're looking at the the defenseman. Yeah, so Heiskanen was Oof. hard. He, was hard because despite him having an insane playoffs, his regular season was good, but it wasn't this good. It wasn't like how he performed in the playoffs. You know what I mean? So I think. Dalian and and Heiskin in the regular season are a lot closer than most people think. And again, Dalian's younger than yeah. Heiskin is. Oh, for sure. Right. I just so, think that he was just. 
a shut down and the, defenseman. And then, and then again, I, I, and I think part of the problem with my whole argument of having Dalian ahead is that you're in. I'm p- putting it in Buffalo's hands to keep developing developing him properly, and we don't know if that's going to happen. Okay, this is this is where I disagree. Okay, with development because I think a player like Dalian will develop himself. Oh, he will. He, despite what fucking Buffalo, he does he will. It's like McDavid, right? Like Edmonton couldn't fuck up. Like McDavid. he's going to be good. Yeah, but but is he mm-hmm. going to reach his best potential with Buffalo? Probably yes. not. Oh, in Buffalo, yeah, in Buffalo, probably not, right? Because because even I if think we he can say, still be a top team, I know I I do too, and that's why I have him eight, right? But if we're gonna look at Buffalo as an organization and say. Is is Darling going to get to 100% of his potential or is he going to be stuck at 85 because the organization is responsible for that other 15%? Like, I, th- I, I, I kind of relate uh, your Darling, uh, your Byfield pick to Darling mm-hmm. and why I have him better than the other four, other three defensemen because Darling has the pieces, the skill set to be better. Than all of them. Yes. Yep. It's whether he puts it together. 100% I agree with you there. I 100% agree with you there. And the only reason he's lower is because he hasn't done it yet. Because I don't know if Buffalo will do Mm -hmm. that. We'll get him there. And that's why I have him lower than them. But but again, if you just want to go based off of skill set and think maybe Buffalo reorganizes their entire system and then they get some good development guys in there. Darwin's number number five, right? And the same thing with why Byfield I have at number three is because I believe LA will develop him properly, right? They have Kopitar there, who would not, who's another comparable to Byfield, another big, huge center, very skilled. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think you know they have Kopitar there. They have a very good youth development system. They have a huge budget for development, for scouting, for uh, player, for training, I think, and everything. Uh, and this year is a different year. Um, Obviously, it is. It will be interesting to see, like all these guys train outside, right? Outside of their teams, so it'd be interesting to see who Darlene's, uh like trainer is. Yeah, over in Sweden, because there's a lot of good Swedish defensemen, mm-hmm. and it'd be interesting. Like, is he hanging out with Eric Carlson, like Victor Hedman? Like, what's he doing right yeah, now? Yeah, that that also. Like, how is he developing himself? <laughs> Uh, I now I want to move back to enough defenseman talk. Your number ten pick was back to was, No, I don't. <laughs> we moved on from that, dude. I'm not. Uh, I'm still disappointed in it. He's not that. He's not going to be as good as everyone thinks he is. Okay, and you heard it here first. And I'm going to look like the smartest man in the world. But number ten, you had Jack Hughes. Yes, and it was a someone, very someone like a. Uh... Someone clip, clip that? it. Clip that. Yeah, clip it and save it forever. <laughs> Marco Rossi is going to be Ty's number is the is really number two or three, right? What Marco Rossi is a great player. Oh, I have Mar- I have Marco Rossi <laughs> fairly high on this list. We'll get to him. Um, uh, so anyway, you had number ten. You right. had Jack Hughes. I want to go over that quickly. Yes. And it was very disappointing for a very disappointing first season yes. for him. If we're being honest. Is that, is that yeah? I was waiting. I was waiting for uh, more. I was I'm like, I was like, oh, Ty's about to drop some wisdom right here, and then he just said, "Oh, he had a bad first." Well, season. okay, I'll, hey, I'll drop some wisdom. Thanks, Ty. No, 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 so no, no. If it if he if it turns out that I thought you were going to say something, but if uh, if it if he doesn't play center in his career, right? Like, I think that really limits his. Um, no, his but upside. he's a center. He he's already played center this season. He's going to be developed as a center by New Jersey. Um, I don't have much faith in New Jersey's uh, management. 
and to their trainers and everything. So that's why I did have him a little bit lower. I might have had him a little bit higher on this list had I believed in New Jersey to develop him properly. But since I don't have much faith in them, I have him at 10. But again, I think Jack Hughes, just like Rasmus Dahlin, he has a skill set where even if New Jersey doesn't develop him properly, he'll develop himself well enough to compete and be a top number one center in the NHL. Well, think about who he's training with. The Hughes, yeah, and he, the and, he ha- and he has his like brothers so. there with him, so and he'll get his tips from Quinn Hughes, and they'll they'll kill it together. That's my the, the Hughes family. The Hughes family, huge Leafs fans, all of them. So um, Quinn in twenty twenty seven, Jack in twenty twenty nine. You know we're waiting for you, buddy. Luke Hughes, where are you at? Right here. Oh, there so, you are. So Ty, did you have a problem with him at ten? Uh, no, I'm just saying that okay. he's got to pick it up. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so then I'm um, high school was nine. Yes. Yeah. So okay. so so this is where the list might get a little controversial too because I have at eleven Matt. It's being controversial. Yeah, you know what? Everything's controversial. I don't know why I keep saying that. Matt Kachuk at eleven, Nico Hishia at twelve, and Charlie McAvoy at thirteen. Oof. So McAvoy, I could see being higher on this list, and I had a hard time kind of ranking him because I think he's in his prime right now. I don't see him getting much better than what he is right now, whereas I still think the sky is the limit for Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, Heiskanen, and that's why I had him 13. But I can see him sneaking into the yeah, top I think you're right. I can see him sneaking into the top 10, uh, replacing any of those defensemen potentially. And then... Uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? Unless Heiskanen... Doesn't take another. Yeah. If, if Heiskanen continues his playoff performance, like there's no doubt in my mind, he's mm-hmm. he's he's probably going to be the best defenseman on this list if he continues that form. But I it, performing at that kind of level is insanely hard. But Matt Kachuk at 11, uh, top line winger in the NHL already, awesome, uh, killing it for Calgary. Already put up a what 75 point season, I want to say. Um, so I think he's, I think he's right there with all these other guys, but again, he's a winger. So I had him a little bit lower and, but I still think I have him pretty high on this list. Like number 11 is fairly high for, for, um, for him. And then at number 12, Nico Hishio, which is, again, he's kind of, he's already performed at an, uh, not an elite level, but a really good level for New Jersey. But again, I don't I think that's high. Yeah. So, so I still think he's another guy that I think he has the higher potential to be higher on this list, but because of New Jersey and because they aren't great at developing, he he might end up lower on this list. I don't. Yeah, I don't like. I don't, I, I don't think. I don't think Hishier is a top fifteen. Okay. I don't think Nico Hishier is very is is like he was number one pick, and even though the stats would say you know the the not, he's not putting up the points, but the stats say that he's. He's a really, know, he's good. a really good, solid player. Yeah, I just don't think that, especially with being a first overall pick, it's kind of been disappointing. It has been disappointing, no doubt. Because when you expect a first overall pick, you're hoping for the Crosby's, McDavid's, Matthews, or you know those those types of players, and he hasn't really been that yet. But he's also kind of a sure thing, right? So you'll see you'll see a bunch of other guys on this list who aren't very sure things like i'm i'm fairly confident in them like uh, what was that that was a uh, to chuck matt chuck yeah. matt, nico hishier yeah. and charlie McAvoy, mcavoy 13 yeah 
I think McAvoy could be ahead of Hichier. I think so. What's your round out your 15? Okay, so my the the 14 and 15 are Lucas Raymond and Marco Rossi. Okay, I think I think Brady to Chuck, not a sense biased at all, but I think Brady to Chuck needs to be top 15. Okay, so did I not include him? I, I think he's similar oh, to Matt. Shit. I did not include him just on like, this list. <laughs> Okay, well, okay, you're just I for, dumb. I forgot. About <laughs> okay, not to be honest, I didn't, I didn't even Brady Kachuk. Okay, wait. Oh. oh, God. Okay, wait, let me think here. Don't change your list now. Accept, accept the it, accept clown. it. Take the clown. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the clown for that one because I didn't put him on this list. I'm looking at my top 30. He's not here. He gets a lot <laughs> of shots in the slot. He's one of the top players in the yeah, league no, already at doing that. I'm looking at my list. I'd have him around 20. Oh, He's comparable to Matt. I I, I think he is, but I think uh, it's it's hard because again, Eric, I'm going to need you to write an apology letter to all of the NHL teams for that grave mistake. <laughs> I but not to Brady Kachuk. I, I apologize to all of them. Not to Brady Kachuk. <laughs> not to Brady Kachuk. Uh, I love that. That's so awesome. I think I think the difference was Matt Kachuk has been better so far. I think Brady has a lot of potential. But he, but Matt Kachuk has capitalized on it a lot more than uh, Brady Kachuk has. So that's why I had him 11. I have a question. Are we doing the top 30 we'll see. We'll see where we're at at 20. And then. We definitely don't have enough okay, time, so buddy. That, well, we're already, we're already, Ryan's, at, we're Ryan's already got to prep 15. for something at 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Ryan's got to leave in 20 minutes. True. Uh, um, no, no, no. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Oh, he, he gives himself five minutes to get ready for his dates. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, I wanted to say that Charlie McAvoy, I kind of forgot that he was. What? My audio is all over the place, guys. I don't know. This editing is going to be horrific. I like. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. Everyone's enough. voices and words are are okay. different than what's going on. I might. I'm just going to post this one. I'm not going to do any editing because. Oh god. No worries, right? <laughs> what you guys are saying and what, what's actually happening on my video screen right now. I don't know whose internet sucks, but I think, I think it's, it's everyone. Yeah, mine, talk a little. Been bad. But anyways, I talk. Uh, what was your problem? Eric's has been very bad. Yeah, my mine's yeah, been tie go. Um, but I'm what was your talk take a on sexually? What's your take on McAvoy, Ty? Do you want me to do it on my low, sexy voice, Luke? Is that better? Uh, just, just, just before Ty, I think Brady Tuchuk could be above, and should be above Nico Hishier. Oh, hundred percent. Charlie McAvoy. Um, when we're, I, I honestly, I forgot he was twenty-three. Man, I, I forget how old these kids are. But if he's under twenty three, like he's probably so, so one of the he best. Is, I think he's twenty three now, but that's only because technically this list is from the twenty sixteen draft onward, and yeah. that that's the way we're looking at it. It should be under twenty three, but it's kind of a late list because of the season ending late. So that's why. No, for sure, for yeah. sure. But I, I honestly like if you're looking at defensemen right now, he's like McAvoy. You know, remember that list that I told you about, and he posted on Instagram a couple days ago, right at the top defenseman. Yeah. You know, young mm-hmm. defenseman. Like McAvoy's at the top of my list right now. I think he's the best. I think been. he's the best player out of all of them right now. Out of all the defensemen, I think he's yeah. the best player. I agree with you there. And he's like an actual like like if we're talking like a shutdown defenseman who's actually good, he's probably that guy, right? Like yes, he'll shut yeah, it down. He is the, he is a shutdown defenseman. Like he is, but he's still but he's good. a shutdown like defenseman a, he, that can attack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. And I just think yeah. that that's so rare in the NHL these days. You have guys who are great, who play defense, but don't really play defense. But, you know, they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. give up a lot, and but they'll 
they'll score oh, like, for Morgan Riley, right? But this, but like McAvoy will shut it down, right? I agree with you there. And I can see and, an argument for Brady Kachuk as well being ahead of Nico Hishier now that I'm looking up this list. But I think I'd have him a little bit lower. So here, let me go over. Uh, okay, so wait. Did you guys want to say, did you guys have, have any issues with Lucas Raymond at 14 and Marco Rossi at 15? Before uh, I move on? It's it's a little hard to say for guys who are especially for Raymond because he played in the he played in Sweden's uh, the Swedish uh, league, league right yeah yeah uh, the top men's league in Sweden as an eighteen year old like it's kind of hard to project a guy and how he yeah. looks in that that it, right? I agree with you there so that's why I had him a little bit lower but I really I really do see him as another Marner type impact player that like I legitimately see him as that and I think. And that's why I thought the risk of him potentially, you know, not hitting that ceiling with the potential high ceiling of his impact. Because obviously, if you're, if let's say we had Marner on this list, he'd be ahead of guys like Hishier, Matt Kachuk, probably Jack Hughes as well, right? So I had to balance those two things of, I think his potential and ceiling is super high, but there's also a lot of risk, which is why I had him at 14. And Marco um, Rossi's great. And then 15 was who? Marco Rossi. Rossi. So I, I I see Marco Rossi as a center. Like the more I watch him, the more I see kind of a Braden Point esque player. Like yes, he's going to be small, and yes, he's going to be, and he's going to have problems with his size at some point. But I think he can overcome that. He's as you know Brian Burke talked endlessly on draft night about his gigantic freaking legs, tree trunk legs, and um. So I I think hmm. I could I can see him having a similar impact, and that's why I had him. He built different. I th- I thought. I think uh, Dubois should be there. So what I saw of the Dubois. It's funny you said that because uh, I have Dubois at sixteen. <laughs> Martin. Yeah. <laughs> I had him. He, at- he's really good. Yeah. So Dubois. He's also like it's hard easier to say his career right now because he's in exactly. the NHL obviously. Yeah. And, and that's why I had him a little bit um, higher on this list because he's already a center in the NHL performing at a. Yeah. I wouldn't that's say the big I, thing. I don't. I'm not sure if he's a number one center right now, but he's performing as no, number one center for quite. Columbus, and I think that says a lot. Um, and then, mm-hmm. and that's kind of blame the risk reward thing, right? Like the like he's he, he there's other players on this list that have higher upsides, I think, but he's also safe, and you know exactly what you're going to get from mm-hmm. the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. And that's why I had him number sixteen, right beside Rossi, because I think Rossi way higher upside, but more risk. Dubois lower ups, mm-hmm. but safer pick. Like I think there's a possibility Rossi doesn't meet his full potential. I can I, I can agree with that. like a, a like a yeah. a high possibility. But I I just think the ceiling there is just so high. Like I can't not have him in the top fifteen. I was just I uh, I couldn't do it. But anyways, so then bang like, off your last like five. Your last so I'll four bang or five. Off the last five then. So Dubois is sixteen. Stutzla is seventeen. Adam Fox is eighteen. Alex Dabrinkit is 19, and Cole Perfetti is 20. Two scores at the end. Yeah, so no lining. I'll explain. So Stisla. No Kako. Yeah, so that so that's so Line is 21 and Kako is 23. So they just missed. Um I think Dabrinkit, uh 2016 draft already. Brady would be ahead of all those guys. Just in my mind, FYI. <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know, it's hard, man, because Debrinket's already a 40-goal scorer. I get he's he's older than Kachuk is, but I don't see Kachuk. Mm, 
Uh, I don't know. Okay, so so twenty Perfetti. I think Tachuk can be a point per game guy. No, like I I see him and his brother. I don't know. I don't guys. know. I'm I'm kind of I I have a hard time seeing Brady Kachuk as a point per game guy. I, I me too. It's, it's I just side hard with Eric think, here, especially because he has he's so bad at shooting, and may, maybe that is something that he can improve. But like this guy, this guy should be already scoring thirty goals a year, and he he can't because he just can't finish any of the chances he creates and that he he jumps on right. So and Debrinket, Debrinket has one of the best shots in the NHL already. So like I had to have him in the top twenty, right? This guy, this guy's a legit top line forty goal scoring winger. He had a bad season this year, but he's already put up forty goals. One of the best shooters in the NHL. He's a great skater. He's 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 he. We know what he is right now. Whereas Brady Kachuk, I can I still see him being a top line winger, but I don't know about point per game. Whereas Debrinket, I I'm very confident he is. Or if he isn't point per game, he's forty goals, thirty assists type guy. He had a really down year. He had a really bad Holy. year, but that that was purely shooting percentage driven. You look you look at everything; it's just like his line shot like four well, percent lower than they did previously. He shot like. 10% lower than he shot previously. Like everything was a mess. Didn't he also have a crazy high shooting percentage in the year where he scored 40 goals? His so the previous two seasons, his 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 shooting percentage didn't change drastically. So I will say that. I think he did overperform in the 40 goal year a little bit, but only by like three to four goals, I'd say. And that doesn't okay. include all personal development, include it, playing. It's interesting, Eric. Yeah. That you say Brady Brady's shot is bad um when he's still getting 20 goals that, that's the thing right and sophomore year but that's what i'm saying like because as like, ty said it's the most inner shot slot shots in the league he gets a he just True. he just he gets quantity and quality but he can't finish them it's, so, it's crazy when when they showed the stat early in the year when i first found it right it's like listing the top players it's like guys you would expect to got you know high volume guys in the slot like a feisty guy like i think gallagher was also up there too yeah and you would totally expect that watching him play but then you see kachuk and you're just like what the heck so here's a crazy stat for you i think brady kachuk was top three in the nhl in expected goals and then still only put up 20 at even strength i should say i should add at even strength he was top three in the league in expected goals and then fell below that by god knows how much i don't think he was in the top 30 or 40 for goals scored this year right uh, so that that just shows how how badly his shooting has impacted him, uh, and then to bring it obviously he doesn't have that same issue despite a really down year. Um, Stutzla at seventeen, it was it's, again he's another one where uh, a lot of risk, a lot of reward, um, and I think Martin, you probably agree with me there. Uh, he could be a top mm-hmm. number one center for the Ottawa Senators, or he could be just a, or he, I think he like Rachel Dory keeps talking about how she sees him as a winger. And I, I'm I'm not sure on that. I can see him as either, to be honest. But again, risk reward. He's a little bit. His upside's really high, and he could be potentially a top ten player on this list eventually. But he has a lot of risk to his game. Three so drops to seventeen, and that's why he's uh, right below. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that especially like anytime you see a player getting like a surgery and they're out for several months, right? Mm-hmm. I know he's young, but still, like uh, he had that's a major arm. Definitely, it's yeah. it's worrying. Yes, mm-hmm. and then uh, eighteen, I had Adam Fox, okay. who again he had a, he had a very similar year to all the other top defensemen in terms of 
all of his metrics. I just don't see the same ceiling with him that I do with all the other guys. Like I, yes, he performed better than you could have. You can sorry, you can make the argument he performed better than Quinn Hughes and Kale McCarr this year, but yeah, I see their upside is way way higher despite that. Yeah, I don't I think he got it. enough. I don't think Adam Fox got enough hype for the season he put up. Yeah, which it is surprising because he did it McCarr. in New York. So, yeah. And it's surprising because he did it in New York too, right? Like, what are the odds that a New York mm-hmm. Ranger doesn't get mm-hmm. him? Yeah, because he was better, like, in, in my eyes, he was better than Hughes and McCarr, but that's all people talked about for, yeah. you know, top rookie yeah. defense. And, I, and I, I can see that argument too. I still think Quinn Hughes and McCarr were a little bit better, but even if I want, if I even if I say Fox had a better year, I still see more upside with McCarr and Hughes than I do with Fox. So that's why I had them... Uh, Ahead. And you also got to respect a guy who straight up refused to play for the Carolina Hurricanes. Mad respect. <laughs> That's Force the only them to trade him. <laughs> Guaranteed. That's the only reason. Respect for that man. Uh, and, and then, sorry, continue. Sorry, I was going to say Cole Perfetti was number 20. Yeah. And that's a tough one. I, I don't think he skates very well. So that's the other, that, that was the tough one for me. Again, Patrick Laine is left off this list. Kako is left off this list. Carter Hart is left off this list. Um, Sergachev is left off this list. So this was a hard one. The number 20 was hard for me. But I think Perfetti, I can see a lot of Mark Shifley and Perfetti. And I know that bias of, you know, he got drafted to Winnipeg. So obviously you're going to try to compare him to Shifley. But everyone talks about how smart Cole Perfetti is and how he thinks the game so well. And that's very similar to Mark Shifley and what people were saying about him when he was drafted. He's a learner. He's smart. And I think, and I see Perfetti being an equal, equal caliber player to a guy like Mark Shifley in his prime. So that's why I had him number 20. And I think you'll have Mark Shifley there. I think Winnipeg's very good at developing guys. They've, you know, they've had a little, a couple of issues recent in recent years, but I think they're very good at developing. So I think Perfetti can reach his, his potential more. I think the odds of him reaching his potential are much higher than other guys. And that's why I had him number 20. Uh, do you want to list off your last 10? We won't even say a word about them. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. So 21, Patrick Laine. 22, Kirby Doc. 23, Capo Calco. 24, uh, Travis Zegers. Yeah. Trevor yeah. Zegers. Zegers. Tre- Travis or Trevor? Trevor. Trevor, yeah, okay. Trevor. And then Carter Hart, 25. Dylan Cousins, 26. Mikhail Sergachev, 27. Killer Yamamoto, 28. Uh, Nick Suzuki, 29. And Jamie Drysdale at 30. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Great. That rounds out the top 30. And then some guys that just missed. Mm-hmm. Askarov, Bramstrom, uh, Robert Thomas, Newhook, Alex Turcutt. <laughs> Connor McMichael and uh, Nick Robertson. Listen, Kaylor Yamamoto at twenty eight. Where does that? Where does your? Where does your Instagram buddy Kaylor Mimamoto have him? <laughs> Probably at like ten. Three. Or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, 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 he performed really well this year, and I. Even Eric, we I, said I, we're not uh, saying a word. That's enough. Okay. Too many. Too many. Sorry. We're done. I, we know you like I, to talk. I say a guy that would be close to my top thirty. That's getting overlooked, I would say. Who? Right. Is uh, Brandstrom. Eric, did, Brandstrom Eric said he's an honorable mention. He's an honorable mention, yeah. Good. Um, Good. For, Martin's the only person whose words are matching their voice in the video. Ty's about 30 seconds behind, and Eric's about five <laughs> seconds behind. It's been Martin, is it the same for you or no? 
uh, I, I haven't been paying attention Martin, to them Martin, actually talking. Not looking at the screen. <laughs> no. Okay. No. But, <laughs> so what did you guys? Okay, wait. How do we have any more time? How much more time do we have? Yeah, we got time. We're at. Okay, we're we have at time. Okay, so, so did you guys have anything else to say about the top twenty? Or are we done with that before I I talk about a few of the other things? Eric, yeah, we're bored. Go ahead. What are, the, what are the other things? Brady, if, if we're talking okay, about... Okay, Brady Kachuk. Okay, yeah, we get it. We get it. Brady if Kachuk. Talk, if we're talking about training for kids, Kachuk has a good uh, basis yeah, Otto, of people Otto around him developing... to train him. Yeah, Ottawa's good at no, developing no, no. guys. No, no, Not Ottawa. Oh, like, like Keith oh, okay, yeah, and his brother. Okay, that's right. Like, but I also think Ottawa, but a, I do think Ottawa is fairly good at developing players, right? Like, they're one of the few teams that draft well and develop well. Mostly because they don't have any other option, they can't afford anyone, so they need to keep bringing in young guys. Um, so I do not just that they can't afford anybody. I think I'd have they can't convince people to move to fucking Ottawa. Yeah, that that too. So I can see the argument for having him over Hishier, but then again, I think Hishier is a better player already right now, and I think you know whether you want to call him a number one center or not, I probably won't, but a number two center at least, who's already guaranteed a number two center. I think I'd have him a little bit higher than a potentially number one winger okay go Ty's go to, to your asleep. other things eric ty you can leave if you want i'm just kidding, <laughs> I'm just kidding. i also <laughs> want to leave time. i'm starving um, i just okay, didn't say a word for about here. half an hour um <laughs> okay, so you could have i thought about just, i thought about just back. getting up and going downstairs <laughs> so i'm like what do you guys over. think about kako I just want to, I kind of, because I was so torn on where to put him on this list. Uh, Kako was legitimately was one of the worst skaters in the league this year. Yes. And that's why I had a hard time placing him. But he's still a second round pick. He still has got that, all that potential and everything. Second so overall pick. Was, didn't I say that? Second. He's, no, no he's he said second, second round. round. Oh, sorry. Second overall pick. Uh, Whatever. Do you even know <laughs> hockey? Dude, Eric <laughs> is straight up clowning this entire episode. Goddamn clown. Fair, I did forget Brady Kachuk, so that's kind of a huge oversight on my list that I spent Everybody, make fun of Eric in the DMs. <laughs> yeah, everyone, um, if you hate Eric for that, leading Brady Kachuk off the list. I still, I'm him, still not sure uh, if I have him top 20, though, Martin. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still skeptical on it. I don't know. We're skeptical on you. <laughs> send a picture. Send a picture of a clown to Eric if you think he's. No, a clown. Martin's doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then my phone's in mute. So my other hard one was Carter Hart because he is a starting goalie in the NHL. He already had an amazing season this past year, but I still had him ranked twenty five because, like goalies, goaltending. Gosh, we love. I think so that I was, he's. Also, I think I was that he's hard. legit. I, like. I Although you can't predict goalies year to year, it's very tough. But I think that Carter Hart is a guy who is legit. Like, you can count on him to be your starter year in, year out for the next See, at least I, five I, years. I, I think so, too. But then again, I just think, like, how many goalies do I did I have I thought, yes, I can rely on them, and then you see them flop a whole season. Whereas I know that Kale McCarr, I know that Nico Hishier, they're gonna. Pre- I know how they're going to perform every single year, right? You? I mean, relatively. I think you. Why are you holding toilet right. paper? <laughs> uh, I, had to I think if we're talking, my chin was point, bleeding earlier. I think Carter Hart could be in the top twenty. Yeah, I, I can. I can see arguments for ha- having him in the top twenty. Uh, I couldn't see having him in the top ten, but 
Nope. Uh, yeah. Definitely. And not. I okay. So and I can see Nico history being lower. I can agree with your guys' arguments there, having him outside the top fifteen. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I would definitely have him outside the top fifteen. But other than that, I'd... I would almost have uh, Dubois over Hichier. I almost want Dubois. I would want Dubois on my team over Hichier. Mm, uh, I, Dubois takes a lot. Dubois is a really dirty player, man. I just don't like that about him. That guy takes a lot of. Are we talking about talent? Or are we talking know, about but, dirty but, players? But, but because really? he's a dirty player, he takes a lot of penalties. Okay, man, he only had forty nine pims. Yeah, and probably all those were minors because he's in five, <laughs> right. That's impossible. I do the math, Eric. Forty nine. <laughs> forty nine is an even number. <laughs> Regardless, God damn it, Eric. a couple majors in there, but I, I, did you I see those know. three dirty plays in the playoffs that he did, killing yeah. Jake yeah, Muzzin from? Four pins. Yeah, yeah. Well, how many should he have gotten? <laughs> Probably fifty. <laughs> yeah, he should have had a lot more penalties in that oh, series. Man. But again, like you, I, I, he's hard. I can see an argument for having him above Hichier, but I think I'd rather take Hichier than Dubois. Do Do you think Hichier? Let's okay. Let's. Take off Dubois from Columbus this past playoffs mm-hmm. and put in Hichier. Does Hichier? It Hichier it's Hichier. I don't. Hichier? It's Hichier. Hichier? Nico Hichier. He's yeah, it's, it's, he, it's Hichier. Hichier. Okay. Thanks, Luke. Whatever. I wanted to say it the whole time, but <laughs> they just don't. Do you think? Do you think he has the same impact as Dubois? This he has a different impact. Probably... He has a. Has a different impact. I'm not sure. I don't think it's as good. I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I might agree with you there. I'm not sure he does, but he's also a year younger than he is too, right? So we have to kind of give a little yeah, bit of leeway for that. Uh, I I don't think there's any doubt that Dubois had a better. I mean, he he sure wasn't even in the postseason, so it's it's hard to say. <laughs> and he's in New Jersey, and Dubois has a better. Again, same thing. Like franchise is such an important. The franchise that players are with are such an important factor in their development. Like it's insane how much prospects have to rely on like their team getting them to where they need to be. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there's so many of these guys on this list that we mentioned, and so many of them can be just, just derailed by their team. We looked at Darlene already, Heeshear, Jack Hughes, um, and then you compare them to guys that you know are going to get developed well because they're in great systems. Uh, Cole Perfetti. Uh, Dubois obviously was, Matthews obviously was, Pedersen was, Byfield's going to be, Lafreniere. Uh, I'm not so sure on New York's development. Uh, quite, But Kale McCarthy. But it can right? also like, change guys, with like the hiring of exactly. a couple people. Change. It can change right away, right? Like you look at Toronto pre-2014 mm-hmm. and then them after. And then you look at uh, Vancouver pre-Travis Green and after Travis Green, right? Like the development about... Uh, Mm-hmm. of young players is so much different. So it's, again, that's why these mm-hmm. lists are so hard to make because you have to balance all these kind of ridiculous things that are completely out of your control, right? I don't know. And not forget people. Yeah, and then not forget clown. people. And you can be a clown like that. But uh, yeah, that's the list. I'll make it into a post that's in a list. couple of weeks probably. 
and maybe milk it even more. Yeah, milk it even more. Milk it even more, of course. (laughs) The content out is long. Hey, it's off season, baby. (laughs) Make sure to leave Brady off the uh, the the one you post on Instagram too, to to make sure people. Yeah, that's the reason why. Because I know that you You got to do it. You purposely for troll, purposely troll for comments. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave them off and I'll put in the caption. I forgot to put Brady Kachuk in <laughs> and see how many people notice and it'll be absolutely none. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. All right. Sounds good. Ty, right, sign, sign us, us off. off. Goodbye. Good night. Eric also has a date at 1030, but <laughs> I don't know where he's going. <laughs> What's open at 1030? I asked him the question a couple of weeks ago. Ty, just, you just don't know the places to go at 1030. That's your issue. Well, the back of your car is in the place. <laughs> I also don't think it's open to tie. Yeah. It could be if he was under. Uh, no, he was uh, 1919. <laughs> okay. If you were a first year university okay. girl, Eric's Relax. This is the off, please. I hope you guys have as fun a night as Eric. Oh my god. See you next week. Alright. <laughs> Bye. Everybody. Bye. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late. And that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/slash KeepStock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.